Thank you for tuning in to Mafia Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotofest and Zimware. Rotofest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and auto recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the van and create an invoice out in the field, but it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. We are live. Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And as always, <clears throat> Rotafest Detail Memoirs is sponsored by Rotafest, the software that drives your business. Today, we have a special featured supplier, and it's uh, uh, also a really great guy. So, hands down. Um, uh, who's that? With Jason oh. Rose. Good morning, Jason. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. No, we appreciate you coming. And, uh, you know, you're not far. I mean, Denver's a 16-hour, we'll have a 12-hour drive from us, uh, about a two-hour flight, and you got the snow and we didn't, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did get a little bit of snow overnight. That's good, man. So, yeah, so let's talk about you. We, we've had the great pleasure of, you know, visiting you off and on throughout the years. We a couple of years ago, we had the opportunity to drop in at the Rupes facility where you, I think it was actually almost your inaugural opening uh, of that training center. And man, that was phenomenal. And I understand that you guys are continuing to evolve that and grow that. And maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So our, our Academy, which was, uh, you know, the dream child of, you know, several different people. But as a as a longtime trainer in the detailing industry, it was a dream come true for me to build a, the training academy the way that we did. And um, our goal was to have a destination um, education center that people from all over the world would want to come and, and uh, get educated on, you know, paint uh, correction processes and paint polishing and things like that. Um, and we've nailed that. I mean, that was... Uh, as you can see from our facility, it's uh, it's very impressive. Um, but what's happened recently is our demand for uh, classes and programs here has gotten so high. So, for example, 2020, we have doubled the number of events that we did last year. So on our schedule, we literally two times more the number of events and we book up um, way ahead of time. So it's as a trainer, it's really, you know, you're proud of that result, obviously. And uh, um, the feedback we get from people that come to do classes at our academy is is very, very positive. Um, so it, it's, it feels very good, you know, from a training perspective to deliver the quality of not only the facility experience, but the quality of our content seems to be uh, resonating well with people that come here. Yeah, well, I mean, the facility itself is phenomenal. I mean, the, just the layout from the standpoint of training with the 
you know, with the classroom setting that's, that's right within, uh, you know, the glass windows and you can walk right out into the actual facility and you get the separate wash bay and, and it, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's actually set up perfectly to it's do class that. act. Um, not to mention the lighting and, you know, and then the company mm. as well. So, yeah. um, you guys are very, uh, uh, set up perfectly to do that. And I, and I personally, um, I've, come from a background of a training and education background in the corporate environment um, years ago. And you, uh, there's a number of people that have that personality. You are one of them that has that kind of just calm demeanor that somebody that is intimidated by, by training or somebody telling them something they don't know how to do that, that just calming voice and that demeanor has a tendency to kind of deescalate any concerns people have so the facility is great you're you're an excellent trainer as well so. well thank you i appreciate hearing that it's uh it's definitely a skill um and there's personality and character thrown into that but training and education is definitely a skill as you know and it's been skills i've honed over many many years so um but yeah i appreciate that feedback my hope is that when people come to the academy or when i travel to do events that they learn something that not only helps them do something better, but really is life changing or business changing. What I hope for is not just learning something that helps you a little bit, but let's learn something that really is profound. And that's, yes. that's our goal. So, so let's go back in time. I mean, here you are, you're, you are one of the, key figures in the detailing industry, really having an impact, training lots of people, a real solid voice for everybody in the industry. How did you get started? And let's talk about that journey and maybe some key things that you've seen change over the years. Yeah, well, thanks for asking for that. It's an awkward question whenever I get this because I my least favorite topic to talk about is myself. <laughs> uh, uh, so I've, I, it's a little bit awkward for me to do so, but I do have a story and uh, it seems like when I share it with people, I'm, you know, totally bored with it, but other people seem to be fascinated. But um, so I started in high school as a teenager and uh, was basically just wiping on um, family and neighbors' cars which is a similar start from what I hear many people in the detail business started doing that. Um, but in high school, that evolved to, I guess I did something right, uh, was cleaning cars, uh, good enough for people to, to ask for that. So I didn't actually intend to create a business, but a business developed mm -hmm. because I had, you know, teachers in high school that wanted me to do their cars. I had people at church. I had neighbors. Um, so I had developed this reputation that, oh, this guy, you know, knows what he's doing when it comes to cleaning cars. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but just simply had <laughs> simply had a passion for it. Um, right. But that um, developed into a serious business uh, when I got college age. Mm -hmm. So I had a decision to make about, you know, it's many teenagers have that life decision to make about what you want to do with education or do I want to just start working now or what do I want to do and um, by then I had a business it was a good solid part-time detail business that was you know I, I was making more money than any of my friends and doing it part-time um, but I made the decision I wanted to do you know have a college degree and I actually did it in a way that um, 
fast forward to today, um, kids that are trying to get a college degree, I don't believe it's very possible to do it the way that I did um, or it'd be much, much more difficult. So the way I did it is I had no student loans, um, not significant help from parents or family. So my entire four-year degree, which took me six years, um, it was 100% paid for by polishing and detailing cars. And I think right now, if somebody attempted to do that, it'd be much more difficult because the cost of an education is just skyrocketed. And, uh, um, but I had no student loans, no, no debt. So when I graduated, you know, I just jumped right into the field I was educated in. Um, I worked that for three months and decided, nah, I'm going back to cars. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this fabulous degree that, you know, I do nothing with. Um, but yeah, the car thing, I jumped back into detailing and I actually um, had a 12 year mobile detail business in Southern California, um, which is a, uh, an area that you can actually do mobile detailing year round. Right. Um, and it was quite successful. Um, and then I joined the uh, McGuire's team in 1996 and uh, sold my business. And the McGuire's people were my customers. So that's how I had that relationship with them. Um, in fact, I was uh, the very first detailer that Barry McGuire hired to do his own cars because prior to that, he had always done his own work on his cars. Um, how can you not be excited around Barry McGuire? That guy, just, just hearing him talk, I bet, I bet he talks about his dinner in a way that makes people excited. I mean, he could yeah. just say, hey, tonight we're having fried chicken. <laughs> awesome. Look at the crispy. I'm, a, I'm I mean, like, there are certain people have an infectious personality, yeah. and he is definitely one of them. That just yeah, he is a personality. I just love Very this. charismatic. And yeah, positive he, nature. His IDA it. presentation was awesome. I mean, yeah. he, Wasn't he that? recorded it, but I mean, you just could feel that, you know, his excitement and love yeah. for not only the industry, but the journey that the industry gave him. Yeah, it's really fun. So, so, so how is it working for somebody like that, that that's that charismatic and you know? Oh, it's um, a blessing. He's absolutely amazing to work with, and you're right. He has that um, hypnotic kind of. Uh, I mean, it just when he smiles, you know, the teeth. Uh, you just kind of stare at it, like, well, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he yeah. he is fascinating to listen to. Um, one of the few people actually that. Um, you know, because I lose patience listening to myself or other people more than 15 minutes, but he's somebody I can listen to for hours. He just has yeah. great stories to tell and he tells it in a great way. And he's a super guy. I still have a relationship with him. We still talk. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. And I, I was with McGuire's company for 20 years and it was a, a fabulous run, a good chunk of my career. And I started in entry-level sales, so I did the sales side for 10 years and then moved into product development training and, um, you know, that side of the business on the technical side. Uh, came out with some, you know, amazing products that were benchmarking type products back then. Uh, and I left McGuire's, which is a very, very difficult um, decision to make. And I moved to Denver for the Rupus job um, four years ago. And I'm um, very, very happy. It was a great move for me, um, having the ability to create the training academy. And 
So what I do now for Rupus is I, I coordinate our training curriculum and programs globally. So we have 22 trainers around the world and uh, we have two academies, one in Milan, Italy, and the other one in Denver. And so it's uh, a lot of busy, uh, busy work, a lot of uh, activity going on. And then I'm also on our product development team for, for Rupus. Um, not so much on the, the tool development. You know, we have a whole team of engineers doing that. But I am in the middle and fully engaged in our development work for compounds, polishes, and pads. Right. And um, you guys are, uh, uh, I mean, Rupes is one of them that has a very easily understood system, right? I mean, yeah. this color, this color, this combination, yeah. which I think um, nowadays with, with uh, you know, everybody in the world has a compound or a, a coating, um, it, it's easier to understand if you have some way in an organized fashion to follow the steps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It helps people with a starting place. So if you're not familiar with the system, it gives you a good starting point. Um, unless you're colorblind and then it's a challenge. Yeah, then you just look for the subtle gray hints. So yeah. I think that's a good lesson for detailers, right? When they look at Rupa's growth over the last, as they've come into the States, one of the things that they've done really well is systemize their product offerings. Yeah. And if you can take that into your own business and figure out how you can systemize processes, Absolutely. it really does make you more efficient, more profitable. It enables you to, to scale when you probably couldn't if you didn't have those systems in place. Absolutely. To 100% agree. It's uh, very challenging to scale up to a large company with multiple employees if you don't have systems in place. Yeah, yeah totally now, agree. One of the things I think that um, <clears throat> I didn't know, I, I know that I was not aware of until we were actually at the training facility there is um, you guys have systems for like conventional body shop stuff. You have sanding mm -hmm. systems and everything that, that we don't really get to see on the detailing side because obviously the shows and the, and the interactions we have with, with you and with Rupes on the, uh, the detailing side, we're looking at polishing and pads and compounds. But when you go to the training center, you guys have a, a whole myriad of equipment for the conventional body shop as far as uh, sanding and, and, and getting the contaminants out of the way, which is one of the biggest problems with the full restoration of a car or even a partial where you're just doing paint and body work is you're getting contaminants all over the car. And so I was actually really uh, impressed on the side of my background coming from a restoration background, um, you know, that was always one of the things is you had a separate bay for sanding and then you had to go decontaminate the car. Right. If you had to bring it back in even for a slight, you know, second sanding, you're you're totally decontaminating it again. So yeah. talk about a little bit, just kind of deviate off the detailing side of some of the methods you guys are using for keeping the contaminants to the, the lowest possible level. Yeah, so... Um... If you were impressed with that kind of exposure that you got here with our dust extraction system, then what I'm about to tell you will be even more impressing. So um, the Rupus as a company began in the U.S. market like seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And the claim to fame and our, our loudest message has always been on the detail side with the polishers and the polishing systems. But what a lot of people are not aware of is that Rupus as a company started in 1947 in Italy, in Europe, and it's been a very strong brand in Europe for decades, but not because of paint polishers. So 
the paint polishing thing is actually a small segment of the overall business of the company globally. Uh, so the company's fully engaged in industrial. We're engaged at the OEM car factory level. We're engaged in the aftermarket uh, paint refinishing and collision repair with a lot of different systems. And you mentioned one of them, which was, you know, our, our dust extraction uh, dry sanding system, um, which, by the way, is going to be uh, it's a global trend that's shifting away from hand sanding, wet sanding, all that, which has been the norm for decades. But all of that right as we speak is is being trending to another direction, which is dry sanding with full dust extraction as you sand. Right. And there's many, many reasons and benefits for this technology. The United States market is a good 10 years behind on this. So Europe is wow. way ahead of us on this stuff. Um, so the crystal ball for um, American collision repair and body shops and stuff like that, paint refinish, is that you're going to be hit with a whole new systems approach for sanding that's very, very different from what we're doing now. Interesting. Yeah. So let, let's cool. let's slide a little <clears throat> bit into a different role that you do. Um, you are heavily, heavily involved in the IDA. Um, in fact, you are the global entrepreneur builder <laughs> of the entire entity. So let's talk about you know what you're doing to try to build the global yeah. efforts and the extension of the IDA into the global market. Yeah. Okay. And I have been, um, I actually don't know exactly how many years I've been involved in IDA, but it goes back 10 years, I, I bet at least. Um, but yeah, I started out with my involvement in the IDA uh, at, in the committee level, working on the certification program. And I transitioned after helping write some exams and things like that, moved into the membership side, the membership committee. And, and that just kind of naturally evolved into this new committee being created, which is called Chapter Development Committee. And this is what you're speaking about, which is um, this whole initiative of taking the, the International Detailing Association model um, and transporting, transcending that model to other countries. Because the IDA over the years, from the perspective of other countries or other detailers in other countries. So for example, Asian detailers and European detailers, they look at this IDA thing as something way over there. It's something the Americans are doing. It sounds cool. It sounds like a good idea. You know, it's, it's upping the game on standards and professionalism, creating a network of detailers. It, but it's always, in, from their perspective, it's always something over there and out there. Yeah, right. And what the chapter development um, model does is it takes that IDA uh, networking, that group of detailers helping other detailers, and it supplants it right in the middle of them. And it becomes local detailers helping other detailers using the IDA platform, which as I travel around the world, what I'm discovering is that Detailers are already there wanting this. If you yeah. get a if you get a group of detailers together, they start talking about everything that the IDA already does. They start talking about wanting that for their country. 
So this is giving this whole structure, which some very smart, well-minded, passionate pioneers have developed over the last 10 years, this whole IDA structure and the, and the model. And all we're doing in our committee, the chapter development committee, is we take it to other countries. Our first objective is we find those passionate pioneer detailers that wanna make a difference. And they wanna create this in their own country, in their own language, with their own group of people. And then we just educate them on the structure and they're off and running. So um, it's a very exciting for me to see uh, that you know the, the whole benefit package of the IDA can be offered locally in other countries. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, and I, I think what you're what what you see is with with anything that you introduce like that, once they take it in and make it their own, their own language, their own meeting place, and their own stuff, that that ownership is what projects yeah. into success. Yes, we yeah. see the same thing in software. Once a, once a company takes a system in place, once they own it, then it becomes part of them. And it, it, yeah. it's, that's the success factor right there is they have to own it. It has to be theirs. Yeah. And the idea is the same way. I saw the passion with some of the folks that were either recorded or that I've met in person that are, that are outside of the United States. And they really, they, they actually, I think, have more passion than we do in the United States. I think a lot of times we take it for granted because yeah. this is where it started and this is where the majority of the people are. But you go outside of the country and you see some of these people and they're super, super passionate about oh, it. Oh, yeah. They are turned on and they're all over it. And uh, some of these chapters actually develop quite quickly because of that, because they just, it's driven by their passion in the early months. They just totally make something happen. Um, it's well, fabulous to see. The thing that's interesting to me is, is I've watched different, you know, detail groups and treads and people have asked, should I get involved in the IDA? What does it do for me? And what I found is that those people that get engaged, they get involved, they they grow. They 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 have opportunities where they can rub shoulders with people like you or Levi Gates or other people or even people in their market. Um, that enable them to learn not only detailing, but maybe approaches to business or systems yeah, that right. that lift everybody's game. And I think right. that's the real power of the IDA. It's not just being part of a group; it's being active in the group. Yeah. And I think it's it's like any group. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. If you walk into any organization or any group and you're like, "Okay, what are you going to do for me?" You've already lost. The idea is. What am I going to do to get involved in this group and how can I help interact with the group? And then in turn, you're going to get things out of it. Now, I totally agree with you. But at this point in the IDA's development globally, um, I really believe that the IDA is not for everybody that's in this business. It's not for everybody. Sure. And I also believe that nobody needs the IDA to be successful. You can be completely successful in detailing and not be a member and not have any interaction with IDA at all. So this this idea that some people, you know, get cocky about and say, oh, well, what do I need them for? I can do this on my own. And you totally can. I'm not taking that away. And I'm, I'm out there telling people, you know, the IDA is not for everybody, especially the person that or the detail company that believes they can pay a membership fee and then they're going to be showered with benefits and then their phone's going to be ringing off the hook um 
if you're that kind of mindset, then the IDA is not ready for you and you're not the right fit for the IDA. I believe in the future, there will be a time where the benefits are gonna be so strong that a member can just simply pay the fee and they will get benefits. It will happen, <clears throat> but we're not there yet. We're still in this pioneering entrepreneurial grassroots, you know, growing stages. And what really is a good fit, as you mentioned, for the IDA is those people that jump in and they want engagement. They want to do something. They want to help their own industry. That's the people that really get a lot of benefit out of the IDA right now. Right, right. And, and I think that that's, I think anybody that's out there that's, and I've seen a lot of this stuff, you know, the discussions of people asking a legitimate question of, you know, what, what, what is the IDA and what does it provide or what can it do? That's a legitimate question. Yeah. To me, the comments about that are bashing it, that are bashing anything, I just don't see a need for that. I mean, you know, it was, uh, I was in a podcast at MTE and they're asking what, what's one thing that our industry could do. And that's one of those things I think the industry can just, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say <laughs> about it, just zip it. Because the, if you're not a member of the IDA and you're bashing it, you have no place bashing it because you're not involved in it and and even if you are involved in it like yeah. you said it might not be for everybody but there's no reason to give it a negative connotation when it doesn't have that it's literally just set up to help people it's not set up as a uh, anything negative at all and yeah and i and i wonder about this i don't get engaged in those conversations because i know i'm not going to change just anybody's mind i just look at it <laughs> shake my head and go man you're misinformed it's yeah. just move on well, and actually along those lines, one of the strongest benefits of IDA is the least talked about and the most misunderstood. So a lot of people outside looking in, um, and a lot of these people throw in negativity this towards the IDA direction. They think it's a certification thing. Right, they, think, right. they think that you're paying somebody to give you a certificate and tell you that you're a worthy detailer. That's... And that's the furthest from the truth. That is not what it's all about. But one of the strongest benefits that only a few people talk about, it's the camaraderie and the networking and the rubbing shoulders with um, industry leaders. That is such, I mean, you can't even put a price tag on that. It right is now, just right. amazing. Yeah. The, yeah, the network of people. The IDA meet and greets you can go to and you can talk to, you know, 50 people in your area and find out techniques and how they're doing it's their huge. business. Are they using the Chamber of Commerce? It's it's the business connections yeah. is what I always tell people. And and you can watch something, a simple, we had a Thursday afternoon meet and greet for the IDA in, in Ventura, California, in the Oxnard area. And 54 people showed up and it went well nice. into the night. And it wasn't conversations about the IDA. It was conversations with other IDA members about how they did business, yeah. and what they did, and cars are working cars. on cars are <laughs> yeah. working on events, Challenge, challenges, and solutions. Yeah. And yeah. see, that's what it's all about, right there. That's what it's about. It, you know, I, the closest word I can think of is it's like a support group. You know, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. it is. It is perfect example. So, yeah. so yeah. I know you're we're you know running up on our time here. So before we let you go. What, what are one or two things that you would recommend detailers do to improve their game? Well, and this is a great question because um, contemporary uh, trending in the detailing industry is that there's a lot of 
new players getting into the business. There's, there's in my training academy, we have people coming from all over the world, and a lot of them are first year in the business or second or third year in the business. Um, and then you can tell from these Facebook groups, there's just a lot of, um, you know, brand new people jumping into this business. Um, and I, I have actually a history of starting a detail business and doing all the wrong things. Um, I mentioned I had a 12 year detail business, but the, the first four years was a complete failure by many different ways you want to look at it. Um, it was literally hand to mouth. I was detailing a car to get my next meal kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I, even then, it, because it was part time and I was in school, I still had more money than my friends. But from a business success standpoint, it was I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I don't want that for people that are coming in new to this detailing industry. Um, I don't want anyone to have the four-year learning curve that I had. And what's fantastic about now with the internet and social media and you know digital networking and things like that is it helps a lot um, to shave off some of those years of learning curve. Um, so I would suggest for new people getting into the business, um, a lot of people focus at this time in the development of the business, the early stages, a lot of them focus on their detailing skills. And um, this is an awkward thing for me to say as a trainer of detailing procedures, but yeah. I would say, yes, of course, you got to work on that stuff. That's that's a given. But jump in full, both feet into the water on developing your business skills. So if you don't have those, all the expertise and high skill level of detailing is not going to make your business successful. As I know, very, very, very good detailers. They can do kick-ass work on cars who are failing at their business every day. Um, so we can't, we can't not uh, focus on the development of our business skills, our selling skills, our communication skills, uh, because those are the things that are going to make your business successful um, and yes, of course, you got to know how to detail a car. That's, yeah. that's part of yeah. it. Yeah, no, um, I think that's really valuable because I think too many times people ignore <clears throat> the business side of things. And they're like, well, I'm a really good at, at X, Y, Z. And that's in any business. But, you know, I'm a really good detailer or I'm really good at detailing motorcycles. And but I'm failing when it comes to working on reading you know, a PL. Yeah, reading a PL or actually knowing how to pay my bills or you know, my phone got shut off again because I didn't pay the bill. And that's that's one of those things where it's like there, there's people out there again in the organizations, in the in the industry that you can reach out to. There's a lot of groups out there about business that you know can help you out. So the other one point I'll make quickly here is the um, the other advice I have for detailers is to I wish I could get on a soapbox and have everybody hear this, but your your viewing is going to reach a bunch of people, but I wish it would reach all of them. Um, because what I see is, and I get a lot of people in my classes around the world that, and we joke about this label we call YouTube certified where, yeah. you know, people uh, learn detailing procedures by watching YouTube videos and YouTube is powerful and it's fantastic and it's a great resource. 
but I would really seriously encourage people to not rely 100% on that as your source of learning. Right. Um, I would say really balance that. I'm not saying don't go to YouTube and watch videos. I'm saying balance it with some solid training at a real uh, accredited professional training facility by a real training professional. Um, and the reason for that is because their YouTube is an access for a lot of information and a lot of education. But the fact is that it's not all right. It's not all good. Right. You right. can actually quickly get false information. Yeah. And then you have to find out for yourself that that was not good. And then you have to relearn. Um, so I, I think my other advice is just really, really balance the whole YouTube educational part of it with some solid training and education from real professionals. That's, Absolutely. that's my advice. Get hands-on training. There's that's no, there's great. no substitute for hands-on. Yeah. So how do people get connected with Rupes? You know, we, we want to make sure as part of the Rotafest detail memoirs that people know how to either get trained at the Rupes facility, you know, how do they get connected with you, the IDA? What? Yeah. So um, globally speaking, cause you may have listeners and viewers from other countries as well, but so our Academy uh, in Europe based in Milan, Italy, that is rupus.com. So all the schedules and all the programs, rupus.com. And for the USA side, North America, it's rupususa.com. So with rupususa.com, you will get the full schedule, the full description of our training classes. And I would encourage people to pop in there on a regular basis because we don't flood the calendar with all the events for the full year. Um, we put in some throughout the year, but then every month we're adding some more future dates. And if something's of interest, you need to keep checking the website because they book up very, very fast. Um, so if you want that class, you got to jump on it. Um, otherwise, you're waiting for two months for the yeah. next one. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. We know you're really, really busy. We always, I always drop in on your training sessions at Mobile Tech Expo or wherever you're at. I always love them. I learned something. And I just want to thank you for joining us. For those of you that are watching, if you'd like some Rotafest detail memoir stickers, just comment below and we will send your whole crew a whole bunch of them. And uh, we're really looking forward to being at the Southern Detailers Conference. And anything you need to yep. share? Uh, we're also going to be at a couple of local events in California in the next coming months. Yes. Uh, we're helping Oscar Hernandez with uh, going down there and doing some, uh, some Detailers judging. for autism. Detailers for autism, a really awesome thing that we want to be involved in. So, you know, look that up if you want to. But just check everybody's local listings for events coming up. There's dozens of them. So, yeah. so thanks again, thanks Jason. Thanks again, Jason. Yep. And those that are tuning in, we will check you guys next week, same time, same bat channel right here, just with the different guests. So thank you, sir. Thank you. See ya.